am your father. This is, this is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Touche, my nigga. Touche. Yo, what it do, what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobson. You are listening to the Established 1984 podcast, man. I'm real excited to have this episode. This is actually episode 14. I can't believe I'm this far in the far into it now, man. I, I guess I got to stay fully committed. It's like it's like having a baby. You got to, once you're already in it, you ain't got no choice. You just got to go all the way with it. But, um... I mean, uh, episode 14, man, I'm excited to talk to this man because we actually haven't talked in several years, but I mean, uh, you know, we used to run, run the streets together, you know, DJing every night, stuff like that. And we were really, I'm really excited to get an opportunity to sit down and just talk to him and kind of get his uh, opinion on the uh, Jacksonville market and how things are going now for him personally and professionally. I have a uh, DJ Cap on the line. Cap, how are you, man? What's going on, man? man? <laughs> ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing, man. I, I I see you out here, uh, out here, pretty much working with, with with everybody, man. You've been doing a lot of stuff since uh since we last saw each other. When when's the last time we saw each other? Probably what, like two thousand ten? I don't even remember the last time I seen. You. I think I seen you at a pro day or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, probably I think so. Last time I seen you. Yeah, I, I, I've been uh I've been bouncing around the United States for the last few years, so. You know, I'm not usually home too much, but I mean, it's, it's good. Hey, man, Arkansas, uh, uh, New York, uh, Louisiana. I'm in Dallas now, man. I got to get like you. <laughs> hey, man, I was trying to keep up with you. You know what I'm saying? When I was, when I was a youngster, man, we, me and you was around here hustling and doing everything you had to do. So, you know, I was trying to be like you. Hey, man. Hey. I'm blessed. Definitely, definitely. So, I, I definitely want to get, want to get into a lot of different topics with you. But the first thing I want to do is I always, especially Jacksonville natives, uh, tell everybody your hood, what you repping, um, and, and a little bit about what it was like for you growing up in uh in Jacksonville, Duval County. Yeah, I mean, I'm that cat, man. I, I rep Duval, man. You know, a lot of people get on here and rep the neighborhood. I'm just trying to do it for my city, man. I'm, I'm Duval County. Um, from the bangle, man. I feel like if you can make it in Jacksonville, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I've seen that from DJing, from other perspectives in life and everything. Like, you can make it in Jacksonville, you could everywhere. So, I mean, okay. that's just it, man. But you, you graduated, I know you graduated from Jackson, right? Definitely. You graduated from Jackson, so you you moved around there. What was what was it like? Uh, what was it like going to Jackson back in back in those days? Is it is other high schools in Jacksonville? <laughs> Don't be disrespectful. Now you know I went to first coast. <laughs> I went to this I went to this little um this little small school they call uh, what they call Rebo. Uh-huh. Two years too. Y'all might have heard of us, might not. <laughs> but I went there for two years. Nah, but for real. Um, I think by me transferring on to Jackson is really what made me what I am today. Yeah? How so? Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a totally different environment. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Rebound, um, I bounced around to a lot of schools when I was younger. Elementary school and middle schools. Mm-hmm. 
My mom was probably say I was getting kicked out of them, but I was just gonna say she was changing. She was changing schools to different things. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot. I mean, I guess it was the, the the people who I was around more. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And like we're real still close to this day, so I mean, okay. That's what I feel like. I owe them a lot to where I'm at today. Right. So, so what, what, you say you're still close with some of those people. Are some of those people in the industry with you now, or? Not even really in the industry, just like, I mean, there's a lot of people doing big things. Like, we got basketball players, we got mm-hmm. football players, we got, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of merchant teammates and stuff like that. So, there's a lot of people making major moves. So, it's like on the even plan, because you might see me and be like, Man, I see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But I'm thinking back, like, dang, I'm proud of you for real. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You know, I mean, I mean, just to see people doing good that you came up with, everybody can't say that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and, and from Jackson, there's a lot of people. I mean, the first person that I always think of because I went to elementary school with with Leon Washington. I mean, that, that I went to school with Leon. Yeah, you know, so, so I mean, you know, and everything that he Leon accomplished. Leon doing good. I, I mean, that's. That's a blessing in itself. Yeah. Leon do a lot for the community. He do a lot for Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of stuff that people don't know about. A lot of people talk bad about Jackson. They think just Idy's high and this and that. It's a lot of positive come from Jackson. Still to this day. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Absolutely. So, so I mean, obviously you went to Jackson. You came up around that that area and whatnot. Now, how did you initially break into the music industry? Because I mean, when I met you, I met you with uh, with D Money, but you were kind of already doing your thing and kind of moving around. But so tell me a little bit about how you initially broke into the music industry. Well, initially, I got an uncle uh, in the military now. Mm-hmm. But when I was like my son, he's like 10, 11, I had an uncle that used to be there like weddings back in the day. Right. And, um, he used to take me with him. And I just fell in love with music, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so fast forward a few years later, everybody know I got a, uh, everybody know Jit, my cousin. Like, right. He my real blood cousin. Right. And um, Jit kind of took me under his wing and was like, Cap, this is what we're going to do. Right. And, um, he kind of put me in, in, in the music game. Actually, it was because of Jit that I met the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also know that me and Ivers, we, we're real close because of my cousin Matt. You know, Ivers like family to me for real. Right. So I was always under the point blank wing. And so, I mean, I was not even like a product of your environment. I kind of fell into it. Right. Yeah, kind of what I happened to me too. Felt, yeah. But as long as I felt like my name was a lot bigger than my talent. Like before I had DJ, my first party by myself, my name was huge. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just because I was around. Mm-hmm. But that's really where it comes from. Like my uncle threw me in there. Then of course you know D Money, he taught me the game. Right. So wasn't looking back since then. So talk a little bit about about your relationship with D Money. How did that uh how did that shape uh shape you and uh, and impact your ability to kind of make moves in the industry? Because that that's again, that's how I met you, you know what I'm saying? So I think D Money took me from just being a DJ that or DJ your Lonnie T. Miller parts or your house parties or or your little small arenas, like, he took it to, he took my career to the next level. He taught me how to be a big man, DJ, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he really taught me the business side of it also, so, I mean, that's why, like, people who I work with, now, I might be hard on them when it comes to the business, but that's how I was taught. 
I feel like you get that business right. That's how you bring them checks on. Mm-hmm. So what, what were your? Because I know originally, did you when you when you and D Money were working together, were you already doing the superstars DJs thing, or was that something that you built once you met D Money? How did all of that come together? Because I know that that that's in that that early stages too. That was something me and D Money did. Okay. Yeah. okay. Actually, superstar DJs was supposed to be like a coalition of DJs. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be like me, D Money. Bird, uh, 151, Pretty Ricky, like, it was supposed to be like Jacksonville's coalition of DJs. It just never panned out to be like that. Because, you know, everybody had their own thing going on. Right. And so it was just something D-Money kept going with, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was around that time when D-Money really wasn't getting too much work with Point Blank, and so we really started picking up and doing our own thing, and that's just, that's really where Superstar DJs was born at. Right. I really don't even use it no more, you know what I'm saying? No? You don't use it anymore? No, nah, I felt like that was our thing that we had, so when my partner was finished with DJing to pursue other things in life, I just left it at that. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I, I know we I know we met, and some people might think that we actually don't get along because uh, we used to bump heads from time to time when I was doing uh, business with D-Money. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you viewed me then, what our relationship was like, you know, what frustrated you about me, so on and so forth, since you got me, since you got me here on, <laughs> on live air, you know? I mean, you were beefing with the big homies, like, I mean, I don't say beefing, but you saw stuff differently, you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I would be pulling the money one way, and you'll be pulling them the other way, and then so it was like a tug of war thing, but in the end, I mean, that's just two strong-minded individuals, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 and right. I, I had a vision. I mean, we're both doing it right now, so I don't think nothing went wrong. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny. I don't like you. I don't like you. I can't be fake. I can't be phony. Right. We wouldn't, it wouldn't even be no interview right now. You feel what I'm no interview. I feel you on that one. I think um, I think the biggest thing about me was, and, and I had this conversation with Ricky and, and with a couple other people who were around for. Hey, let me a stop lot. you right now and say, you and Pretty Ricky interview was the best interview I've heard in 2017. <laughs> Ricky, well, listen, <laughs> Ricky kept his blood raw. You heard? Me? <laughs> we gonna come back to Ricky in the, We gonna come back to Ricky in a second. We gonna come back to Ricky in a second, but. But to that point, as far as as far as how I was, I think that, um, you know, what I always wanted was I wanted for for myself and I wanted for the people around me to be recognized on their own talent. And what frustrated me sometimes was and and Ivory knows this. Me and Ivory get along great now. Eventually, he's going to get on the podcast. He's dragging his feet about it. But um, the thing was. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get him on the show. We already did business together for Black Alumni Weekend. So I'm gonna record him up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna catch him on a Monday or something when he got nothing going on. But I, what I what I said to him was was I I wanted my own recognition for my own imprint and for my own work, and I just felt like if we had. You know, saying lumped ourselves together and said, "Okay, yeah, we're a part of the Point Blank brand." You know, we wouldn't have gotten the visibility and the recognition, and I think that we wouldn't have the legacy that we have 
in the marketplace. I mean, people recognize whether it's New Blood Entertainment, whether it's Watts, whether it's um, D Money, whether it's Cap. They recognize us off of our own merit because of the things that we did in 2006, 7, 8, 9, as opposed to just saying exclusively, okay, well, I'm with Point Blank and that's what it is. I mean, that's an easy way to get a paycheck, but 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 we became legends in a lot of ways, even if it was local or regional legends, because of our our willingness to say, nah, I'm not finna just... I'm not finna just partner up, and that's nothing against Ivory. I, I I love Ivory like like a brother. I find him to be a mentor. I think he's one of the greatest rappers in the history of Jacksonville. He's obviously the greatest promoter. No, 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 no. Correct that. Ivory is the best rapper in Jacksonville. <laughs> you tell me done that all the time. Come out, come out, nigga, who be on the microphone with the glasses? <laughs> the best rapper in Duval County. You know, I said right that. I said that I did my um I did my favorite mixtape. There's another podcast that I did. I did my um I think it was my top ten favorite mixtapes, and I ranked his either third or fourth. And I did say then I said Ivory is the greatest rapper of the last fifteen years in the history of Duval County. It's not even up for debate because he'll he'll get on anybody's shit and murder everybody on their own shit, and he does it every single year. Anytime he gets on a record, he gets on a record with Trap once a year, murders the Trap. He got on the record with Shout Out back in the day. That that new rapper's record that he did with him, nephew, Swords, and Shout Out. First of all, they should have never gave him the last verse. I haven't written a verse about these DJs in about two years. He don't want to do it. He don't want to do it. I hear you, man. Now, I do have to ask you this. Many people say that the Jacksonville market doesn't allow for people to grow. That there, there's, it's been said by some, about some artists, some DJs, and promoters. Is it something that you've either seen or experienced personally? And do you think that's something that'll ever change? You say it won't let them grow? Yeah, like you just, there's not a, the Jacksonville market doesn't allow for people who are trying to get into the game to really get into the game, grow, develop their craft, build a following. It, it seems like people, to the point of what Ricky said, because that's, that's the other question on here. Ricky says stuff about these old niggas got to go. For that. You said what? I don't know if I go for that because I feel like there's a lot of these new new cats in the game that shouldn't even be in the game for real. Yeah. They <laughs> should have a lane. They haven't paid no dues. They haven't even put no time in. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of, I think Jacksonville's sweet for real for a new guy. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the market, I feel, I mean, everybody, we behind. We way behind. I mean, you know, that's what you want to look at, but as far as like anybody can be a DJ today, right? All you got to do is be a homeboy of a homeboy of a homeboy that say you DJ, they're gonna give you a chance to open up the next minute. You know what? You're gonna be close. I mean, like, as long as you got, as long as you got a computer, you good. So, you ain't even gotta have a computer. Your homeboy can have a computer, your homeboy mama can have a computer. <laughs> as long as you can hold that mom Friday night, you're a DJ. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't really say a whole lot about that because, I mean, think about it. Like, I, I didn't come in the game looking to DJ, but, I mean, it just ended up being a situation where y'all was in the strip clubs and then y'all had to go DJ at other strip clubs and then y'all say, hey, okay, we need you to open up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, before you, and before you know it, you walk in, I'm doing four-hour sets, y'all walk back in, y'all walk back in the pony and be like, what the fuck is Brandon doing? Like, Brandon in here rocking this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what was that? 
But I tell anybody, hey man, there's a lot of these. There's a lot of these young niggas. I'm not saying that I'm an expert. I'll never be on the level of D Money because D Money's music selection was amazing. I think a lot of people don't give D Money the credit that he deserves as a DJ because I mean he was making clean records of things that that other people just didn't have. They and other people like like Doom and, and everybody would reach out to him for clean versions of records because he was making the clean versions. You got that, and just his catalog was amazing. I had one of his clean books sitting around here. I ended up giving it to Ricky recently, but I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people just don't give give uh, D Money the credit because he he helped get a lot of niggas in the game. You know what I'm saying? You're right. D Money is one of the Jacksonville legends. Um, like I say, he taught me all my good habits come from D Money. Right. All my good habits, like um, preparing for events, making sure my music up to date, um, having just a catalog of everything, studying music and learning BPM, you know what I'm saying, and all mm -hmm. that. Like, I got all the contracts and all that. I learned that from D-Money. Yeah. Now, D-Money got no contracts from me, I just want to say that. <laughs> all my other bad habits still might have came from my cousin, Jit. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, hey, you gotta take the good with the bad. Absolutely. But to that point, you to your earlier point, you brought up the the episode with Ricky. Now, Ricky was recently on the show. He made some mentions of uh, some older industry members without naming names that make it difficult for young and up young up and comers to make their mark. Basically, like uh, you know. Cats that won't get that won't play records in their in their venues. Cats who, uh, you know, shit on uh guys that are coming up and making moves outside the city and things like that. You know, you'll have uh industry and label people who will say, okay, well, what's up with you know this artist or that artist, and they'll make calls to specific people in the city of Jacksonville who you know won't get the props, which means that the market doesn't move forward. And Ricky made some statements about things like these old niggas gotta go. Do you have similar feelings that there are old niggas in the market that they just kind of, as other guys are trying to make take that next step to become regional and national artists and DJs and performers, that they don't get the support from those guys that are going to get the call saying, hey, is this guy legit? Do you feel like that's really something that goes on a lot? Well, first off, let me start off by saying, um, when I first heard that podcast, I was in Atlanta, and... Um, I listened to it and I listened to it. And so I said, hold on, before I give my opinion on this, let me call this young nigga. So I called Ricky. Mm -hmm. I said, Ricky, I ain't one of the old niggas you talking about, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm 12 years in, so I had to make sure I went one of the old niggas. I mean, I knew what he talked We had a conversation. I told him exactly who he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And we laughed and we talked about it. But you got to look at it like this. Ricky, he's a promoter. He's a DJ, but he was also a manager of an artist. So a manager of an artist is going to look at things a lot different for just a DJ. Um, I understand what he's saying, but when it comes as far as like opening doors for artists and all this stuff, what niggas don't realize is this music business, bro. Like everybody's doing music, but niggas ain't doing business. Right. Like cut that check. <laughs> I'm not a but I'm a cool runner DJ too, so I'm also in the running. And um, I used to have a good relationship with Billy. We was like real close. Um, what I learned from Billy is Billy say a nigga have a budget for everything. He say 
You got a club. I mean, you have your club budget. You go in a month in the club, buy bottles and all that. You got your weed budget. You got your clothes budget. You got your women budget. Where is your DJ budget? Mm-hmm. You pay for everything else. You pay to get your. You pay for your beats. You pay to record in the studio. You pay to get your CDs printed up. But when it comes to the DJ, you want to be his buddy. It don't work like that. Pay me. Mm-hmm. Pay me for what I'm worth. So right. I'm gonna break your song on a Saturday in Pure in front of a thousand people, fifteen hundred people. That's not worth a chat. Because at the end of the day, if you get a deal, you say the hell with cap. You know what I'm saying? And go pay drama. Right. No, pay me now, man. I mean, I, I, I feel you on that. I guess, I guess, for certain in certain instances, I think that um, I question the value of the the value of the cosign. That that was my that was kind of my issue with it was that there are certain cosigns, certain cosigns, and I ain't talking about like just repping a record in the club or whatever the case might be. I'm talking about we sitting down, you know, I'm sitting in a room with a label that could potentially make or break me, and they view. You know, two or three people as notable industry gurus in the city of Jacksonville, and so those label people will make a phone call back to those two or three people and say, "Hey, uh, we noticed that uh, the artist is hey, getting." Hold on. Let's, let's stop right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I ain't gonna take over your podcast, but you know I'm real outspoken, right? Go ahead. So let's put a name on this. So when these label people call Doom and Bigger Rankings, right? Get those one thousand. Now keep, go ahead on. Okay. When they make them phone calls, if we were talking about those people, because I have to remain <laughs> neutral, if they, were talking, if they were talking about those people and they make those phone calls back and those people say, you know, you know, nah, man, that, that dude ain't really making no moves in the city, which, you know, moves could be made if if you kind of present yourself in a, in a way to where, hey, I think it's just as much their responsibility to try to do business with you as it is yours to do business with them because the city grows and becomes more successful if you push an artist. That's just reality. If you're a record breaker, you're going to have to you gonna have to break some people and wait for it to come back to you. You know what I'm saying? What's good, what's good is go do the, the co-sign this artist and that nigga ain't going to do nothing to get his first million dollar check and all ass to allow him. Okay, I mean, then where does that where does that leave us? Because the other thing is, is some of the guys that are that are getting cosigns that are cutting those checks. Let's be honest, they shit. Like they not they not gonna be the nigga that's gonna take the city to the next level. But they cutting the check for for a cosign. But it doesn't do anything for anybody. So yeah, you cosign some niggas, but you cosign the niggas that you know maybe maybe gonna end up making two thousand dollars every time they do a show, and they only gonna do you know eight to twelve shows a year. Who was your homeboy and who made a track? It'll be oversaturated with people who yeah, the value of your cosign will go down. Right, but I mean, I mean, keeping it all the way above. There's okay. Since you want to be specific, I don't feel like all of the time the people that Billy has cosigned are are credible. Where it's like, okay, yeah, that's a legit cosign, and you know, what I'm saying this is gonna take this guy to the next level, and this guy is a quality artist that's gonna really make some moves. I think that sometimes when cosigns are just boiled down to, okay, a check was written. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't knocking the hustle. I respect it. Just the same way I respect it. But but you feel what I'm saying though? Like you gonna have a, if you see if you see quality in the artist, you gotta say, you know what? This check, you know, this particular check that I could get, it's bigger than just that because 
I, you have to, for every one that you get a check for, you've got to do one that's just off of, you know what, I have to keep the credibility of my name. And there's no question that uh, people like Cash, people like Swords, people like uh, Traffic or Belize, or people like Young Trap, you know, those people deserve cosigns. Because those are the artists that are going to take the city to the next level. And if you make those cosigns and if you push those guys, regardless of whether or not a check's being written or not, then the value of your cosign increases because you're not just sending out the uh, little doodoo head, you know, the rapper with his new trap beat and sound like the Migos, but, you know, not as good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel you. It has to be a little bit of give and take. And I think that what some of what the argument is is that. That's not being done. You see what I mean? I think they give. Um, I ain't gonna say they give me too much credit, but they. I think they put a little too much on Billy. Well, mm. Billy cannot change your life overnight. Right. He cannot make you a star overnight. I agree. You try to help, but you got to help yourself. You see what I'm saying? Right. But then, I mean, he's one of those guys that you love to hate. You love him when he's doing something for you, but when he's not listening, you're not doing nothing for you. You hate him. Mm-hmm. You understand that man is a DJ. He got kids to feed. I mean, he got to make decisions what's best for him too. Right. And like that goes down to like this Diamond Awards right now. Every year around this time, everybody who don't get nominated for a Diamond Award, they hate big rankings. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the year, they put it on his balls trying to get his attention. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and I guess I guess that's where I was different because. I mean, first of all, I've known Billy since I was a little boy. Little, little boy. Like, my sister used to date Lil Bodie. You know, Big Bodie's little brother. You know what I'm saying? So, so I've been around Billy since I was a little boy. My nephew, my nephew's father is Mataran. They they know each other from Jamaica. So, there's that relationship there. So, I've known him that long. So, I have respect for him, but I always keep it a buck, which is sometimes I think, why I'm not his favorite person, and sometimes he see me and he act like he ain't never like I got three heads. I'm not a favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> I call a spade a spade, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I just I just feel like um, I and there there got a point in my career where it was like okay, first of all, as far as like somebody like Trap, for example, I don't feel like he needs a bigger rankings cosign. I don't think Bigger needs to get on the phone. If somebody calls and asks Bigger about Trap. If that even happened, because I can't say that that did or didn't. That's not something that I can confirm. But if somebody were to call Bigger about Trap, I don't think he really needs to say anything at all. He needs to say, hey, I know the young man makes moves, but that's not really my market. Like, because Trap's not really the type of artist that he would co-sign anyway. You see what I'm saying? I'm like 95% sure they call Billy about Trap. (laughs) 95%. Like... But he's not his type of artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think. Not, but and you know what? That's sad because um, Billy really don't be in Jacksonville. Like, Billy been on the road probably for like the last two years consistently. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's sad that our city is so slow that they can't think to call the. Um, the DJ Birds or the call the Ivories or you know what I'm saying? Well call that new station that y'all got there and ask Tashika or somebody like that, like what the market is like. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come on, Tashika? Yeah. I, I know as Tashika, she went to first coast, you know, yada yada. yada. I don't really know better than I can't speak on that, but right. I ain't never seen any of the venues I've been in. I'm just saying because because she's a radio personality, you know what I'm saying, that that has a that has a nice slot. And those are the phone calls that I would think would make sense at this point to me. Right. 
Because it's not just about what's going on in the club. You know what I'm saying? Because Trap is more than just a club artist. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but who didn't know five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago that Trap was going to be a star? Who didn't know that? Oh, I mean, shit. I, 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 when he came out with, what it was, was it, 1410? It was just one win. When right. it going to happen? Right. So, I mean, Trap is an exception, man. Trap is a, um, he's a child of the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think... He can do it effortlessly too. Like he don't even be trying. He's a talented kid. Like, we got a lot of other artists in the city right now who's making a lot of moves. Um, like Mr. Mo, Blue Money Entertainment, mm-hmm. on his way out of here. Um, I still like Lil Jug, man. Lil Jug making great music right now. Um, you got that whole boss game camp over there. They doing big things. Uh, it's a lot of talent. Right. I mean, you got Tokyo, you got Alger, you got everybody. I mean, the city is full of talent right now. It's just what can we do to jump to the next level? Right. I think that, I think for me personally, I, don't think it's been I think me personally, I think what it boils down to is, is if you do get that phone call, if you are one of those prominent people, if you are the biggest, if you are the dooms, if you are Q45, if you're, if you're, if you're, yeah, or, or just if you don't, if you don't really have an opinion, don't say anything at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Be like, hey man, here's some people who are in the market more, who are more qualified because that's more of an artist that, that caters to this particular demo and doesn't really cater to mine. You know what I'm saying? Don't go, well, you know, people view me as the person who has the answers for all industry stuff in Jacksonville and answer without really having a sense of what's going on in the market. But don't wanna don't wanna harp on that too much. <laughs> so um I I wanna ask you one more thing though, B. Yeah. That's like that's like you calling me and asking me about the market. Like we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Bill Bigger and Doom and T Wiz, like, they're bigger than Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So like they know these people who calling them. The people who call them have a relationship with them. So it's kinda like you just talking to your homeboy, like yeah, the young nigga, he hot, but I don't, you know, he's such and such and such. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, like, it's like me giving you my opinion on the artist. I'm not hating on but I'm just really telling my own boy how I feel about it. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, man. That's the game up. Right. Now I want to ask you a little bit about some of the, some of your relationships and, and where they stand and how you view these people. So I'm just gonna name off a couple people and you can tell me uh, what that relationship is like, what those people mean to you, impact they had in you, or whatever comes to mind. <laughs> you say what? <laughs> Young Cash. Oh man, that's big, bro. Um, you know I'm a West Squad DJ, Cash DJ. Um, you know I'm a Okay. Yeah, I, I love Cash. I tell Cash all the time. Cash has made some amazing music over the years. But and I and I said this to Ashley Young. I interviewed her. She's a she used to work uh, for the radio station in Jacksonville. She's now the youngest program director in iHeart in iHeart Media. Um, she's out of um, she's out here in Texas doing her thing. Um, but man, I told her. I said um, Cash is probably one of my favorite artists. It's just that he hasn't. He hasn't created the great album yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has a lot of great records, records that I think will stand the test of time and will ring off in the clubs for years to come. But just that that album that, like, you know, everybody's got that album. And, and I'm going to use Illmatic as an example, knowing that, like, you know, Cash ain't that lyrical. But he doesn't have his signature album that, like, okay, 
that was the that was the one you know the closest that it came to was the mixtape the vacation which i'm always on him about that i feel like that was the greatest collection of music that he ever put together that felt like okay all of this makes sense and, and works together but um i think that he's an incredible artist an incredible writer and just you know for whatever reason have you ever been yeah, that, I mean that's what you got. Remember, I used to be a uh, I used to be an intern for Universal. So when he was signed to SRC, that's how I met him. Cash is one of those ones that can go in the studio and make a hit whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like it's effortlessly with him, and he can sing too. He's not just a single guy because there are artists who are like, okay, you know what I'm saying? They, they can do checks. They can get anywhere from two grand to $10,000 anytime that they do a show. And then there are the guys who can do arenas because they make albums and they create a moment with, with the shit that they put out. And that's what I want for cash. Like, I think that that's in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, where well, he can get all these motherfuckers dancing with a collection of, of records that like ring off and makes a cohesive album. I think he could do it. You know what I think Cash Problem was? And I've never said this to anybody before. What? I think Cash Problem is he loved Duval too much. Cash could have been left Duval as one of the biggest artists out here. But he loved the city so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he really loved... I mean, he still do stuff like the Yamas on Sunday. Cash do that for the city because he loved the city. You know what I'm saying? He liked to see the city have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, he could have turned his back on the city and went to Atlanta and blew up. But he loved the city. Mm. And I can't fault him for that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, they didn't know what's up. Right. So, next person, DJ Bird. That's broke. You catch us every Saturday up here. <laughs> real, real talented individual. Um, new show on 106 on the radio station. Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock. If I'm not mistaken, seven o'clock every night. Tune in. Okay. You can't. Hey, listen. You're not going to get no hate from me. If that what y'all looking for, <laughs> y'all ain't going to get no hate. I'm not looking I'm for no hate. I'm asking you about people. I'm going to tell y'all rock with them. I ain't going to never hate on them. Right. Fair enough. You got to come a little better than that. Give me somebody else. <laughs> DJ Q45. Listen, hands down, in my eyes, and I tell them this every time I say it, I done got in heated arguments about it. And they going to tell me, how you do such and such and you not say you the best at it? Because I'm a realist. Hands down, Q for Five is the best DJ I ever seen in the world. <laughs> in the world. Man, that, that One dude. thing I say about Q for Five is you can blindfold him and point somewhere on the mouth and drop him off and he can rock the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he he is he is special and I and I have said that for years. I mean there, there's nothing like him. Like I mean there's and I mean, his ability. His work ethic is, is crazy. Like, Q45 would come home from the club at night and get like the way a song transitions or something, and he'll practice that. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock in the morning. Yep. It's what's got him the way he is. It's what's made, because he's been consistent, you know. Yeah. And been willing to work. It didn't matter what time, what time of the day or night, he's always been willing to work. So, 
Ivory Ore. Come on, bro. I know you got somebody good in there. Give me somebody good. <laughs> Come on, man. Ivory Ore. Genius. Um, Ivory is one of the key players to what Duval kind of has in life. Right. Um, I can somewhat say he's the he's the top, but if he's not number one, he's number two. And it's closer than people think. But right. um, I love bro for real. Um, yeah, he the reason he the reason why I'm steady getting these checks every week. This is went for Ivory. It wouldn't be a nightlife. We'll be lost in the sauce for real. Okay. Shout out. OG. I think um, a lot of these younger people. I know for a fact they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he did an episode on the podcast too. I, I haven't heard. I need to check it out. Um, but shout out, got like if I'm, I don't want to underquote him and say goals. I'm just gonna say he got platinum records or something. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a real like do your history. That's like saying he is not saying LeBron and Stephen Curry is the best player to ever play basketball. You ain't never heard of Dr. J. You ain't never heard of Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Do your history. Like that's a Duval legend for real. Okay. I'm gonna give you three more. You can do whatever you want. Levi Jordan. Who? Levi Jordan. Levi. <laughs> Nigga owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> DJ Dr. Doom. OG. That's big bruh. Um Doom is is where I kind of want to be like, as far as, I don't want to do mixed shows on, on the radio, but I want to be on the radio. I want to have a talk show on the radio. Um, and Doom is one of those people that, he's humble enough to hit the game. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are like, they won't tell you too much because they feel like you can come after them or whatever. And mm-hmm. Doom, Doom will tell you everything. Right. And I respect that. Yeah, and he was always great to me when I was a when I was an intern over at the radio station. Uh, he get mad at me because I be calling him Tracy. On. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see who this last one is. I know this last one will be good. Big ranking. I knew it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Um, if Iris number one, he's number two, or vice versa. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little deeper. Big Rankins, to me, made it cool for somebody from the hood, um, streets, or however you want to say it, to be a DJ. If you think about it, when you was in school, niggas weren't saying, when I grew up, I want to be a DJ. Niggas wanted to be the police, a basketball player, a fireman, or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Big Rankins made it cool to be a DJ. And um, I feel like, well, first, let me tell you how I did it. When I was coming up and I wanted to be a DJ, you know how basketball players, they watch film, and football players watch film, and right. how they get I went and bought every Cool Runners CD and tape there was. Mm-hmm. And I studied them, like 95 Christmas, Jimmy Jam, um, Carousel. Like, I studied all of them. And I learned how, that's how I learned how to control the crowd. Mm-hmm. I learned how to control the club. And um, so I just applied it to what I already knew. 
and it helped me get better. And I felt like I had climbed to the NBA when I got that phone call from Dylan saying, I want to put you in the running. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was married at the time. I remember calling my wife like, man, Dylan just called me and like, he want me to be in the running. Like, that was the, that was like the phone call her telling me she, we was having a son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, it was real big because I grew up listening to him and for him to call me and for us to have that relationship, it taught me a lot. Um, a few things in life, you know, we, we're grown men, we both strong-minded, and we both are good at what we do. We bump heads a couple times, and I mean, that's neither here nor there, but when you say big ranking, he's a legend. He's one of the biggest legends in Duval County, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think Billy, what, like 53 years old right now, you put him on a flyer, he go pack it. Wall to wall. He's a little bit older than 53, but... <laughs> he's 53. I know this one's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I just hope when I'm 53, when somebody say DJ Cap, my name holds half as much weight as his. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Now, before I let you go, Cap, I, I got to bring this up because it was, as far as locally was concerned, it was all over social media. Everybody, and we talked about it a little bit as far as the Diamond Awards is concerned. Now, I did a, um, I did a very brief podcast about these Diamond Awards. Now, I'm going to share a little something as far as my personal opinion as it relates to the Diamond Awards. I saw Nephew post about it. I saw um, I saw Bigger do a video talking about, you know, hey, you know, have you ever thought that maybe if you're not nominated or if you're not on the ballot, you're just not as popping as you think you are? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're not grinding as much as you think you are. And that's true in certain instances, but I'm going to keep it all the way 100. And I said this on that podcast. I feel like sometimes people get off that, uh, don't end up on there because Billy don't fuck with them. And they can be the most popular because I specifically remember. And like I said on this podcast, and now I got you on here. You know, there was really only one street team making moves 06, 07, 08. <laughs> Never made it onto that Diamond Award thing. And oddly enough, just a few years prior, Billy threw a bottle at me in Cartouche. So, I say all that to say, hey, that I'm not saying that that's not true in certain instances, but in other instances, I feel like sometimes, you know, those the, the Diamond Awards magically leave people that Billy don't rock with off. Do you feel like... Yeah. You want my cool as DJ? You, you give with whichever one makes you feel good. <laughs> you want my DJ Cap All I'm saying is, is you were there, you lived it. Who was the other street team? Who was the other street looking team? Looking at three of them right now. <laughs> looking at three of them on my table right now. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, um, I'm going to give you just Cap House straight up. Who cares? I mean, I think it's from... It's from the man really, like you said, he loves this shit. Me, personally, I'm not, I can't take all that. Niggas all on the internet talking about me and F me and <laughs> this shit. Nah, I can't. Because you're going to have to go see that nigga about that shit. Yeah, I got you. We're going to get violent. Like, I can't do that. Like, this man been taking this, I want to say this, like the 17th year he done did the Diamond Award. And I can see from since I've been DJing 12 years, I can count 12 years that it's been like this. Since it was the ghetto Grammys, like, Mm-hmm. Man, L Billy, you know what I'm saying? My thing is, bro, like, I done got, like I said, I got three of them. 
I came in the gate getting diamond awards. Um, you don't get no check. You don't get no no bonus for that. Right. Like, I mean, your pay grade is whatever your pay grade was before you got the diamond. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for somebody to take out of they they pocket, whether it's they pocket or not, sponsored or not, take the time to recognize your star ass. You should be appreciative for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But me personally, if I was doing the diamond award. Oh, rock with I ain't giving you nothing neither. <laughs> don't see me about it. You know what I'm saying? And see, that's why I did that's why I didn't trip because in the same venue that the Diamond Awards are being done in, I'm getting paid by the owner to put the damn flyers out. So my check's cleared regardless, which is why we had that going on this year though. <laughs> but, uh, this is my thing. So you did not get that Diamond Award back then, right? No, hell no. Do you feel if you would have got it, you'd be doing something different than you're doing right now? Hell no. <laughs> Life goes on. You know, but just for the record, who's the most popular street team 2006, 78? <laughs> uh, what, what was it called back then? It was New Blood Entertainment back New then. New Blood Entertainment. You got damn right. <laughs> Kev, I want to I want to thank you, man. And before I let you go, do you have any words of encouragement for uh, up and comers, people trying to get into the game? Anything that you want to share, advice you may want to give to folks about things that they maybe need to keep in mind when they're trying to to get in this this uh, music industry out of Jacksonville? Before I let you go, um, do your research, stay humble, and be yourself, man. That's all I can tell you. Um, and the rest go come. Don't sell yourself for a few little checks. Know your value. Right. A few little dollars ain't, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Don't sell yourself short because once you start it, it's going to always be that way. Right. All right, Cap. Well, thank, well, thank you for taking some equipment. <laughs> Stop borrowing equipment from your homeboy. Right. Get you some equipment. Also, before I let you go, where can everybody find you at? Um, DJ Cap nine oh four on Instagram, Snapchat. Um, you can search DJ Cap on Facebook. Okay. I'm in Pure on Saturdays, V Lounge on Sundays, Bottom Up on Mondays. Um, I'm all over Florida and Atlanta and Georgia on this Booty Club tour. Okay. Uh, I'm everywhere, man. Wherever them checks at, I'm gonna be there. Okay, we need to get you a check and get you out here to Texas, man. Well, listen, just send my ticket. I'm down. <laughs> I got you, man. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Cap. I really did enjoy this, man. Uh, for those of you who are trying to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on Instagram at Brandon Kobe Jacobs. You can hit me up on Snapchat at BKJEST1984. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, anybody that you want me to interview, you can email me at BrandonKobeJacobs at gmail.com. You've been listening to... Uh, DJ Cap, my name is Brandon Cobra Jacobs, and this is the Established 1984 Podcast. Take care.